Uh, so blogging definitely isn't dead. I think a lot of people think that no one blogs anymore. And blogging is very different than it was 10 years ago. Google prioritizes information that's valuable to people. And so when I first started blogging, I was actually in middle school. So I treated my blog being more like a digital diary. And now I don't know if that would work so well, but I, I guess I adapt that same mindset where I'm, I'm talking to a past version of myself that maybe didn't know an aspect of copywriting, for example, and how would I explain it to her? And I would really challenge people to just use your blog as a way to talk to people who maybe doesn't really understand what you're doing. Like, how would you explain what you do and write about it in a blog format? Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Words to Live By was born out of the need to serve and activate business owners to tell their stories with a strong support system along the way. Dina is the owner and founder of Words to Live By, the destination for SEO website copywriting and brand messaging strategy, focused on serving conscious creatives with values-infused narrative in order for ideal clients to feel seen, heard, and excited. We had such a great conversation today. Dina is really a quiet, beautiful soul herself, and I really enjoyed every bit of our conversation. From talking about guest blogging that isn't dead and some really great tips and tricks on how to implement it in your business, the new freebie that she has created to really help business owners create lead magnets that make sense and work, and brand messaging versus copywriting and what that looks like. Help me in welcoming Dina to the conversation. Hi, Dina. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so looking forward to our conversation. I feel like we all can really use some support and help around copywriting, so I can't wait to dive into that portion of the conversation with you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. So the first question I've been asking my guests is, how have you leveraged your voice to market yourself or to better your business and your, your brand online? Because I know it's so different in that capacity, but have you had the ability to use your voice to guest speak anywhere or how have you used your voice? So actually, I've been in business for about a year and a half, but I would say like the past few months, I've been using my voice and like putting my, forcing myself to like put myself out there. 
So I've been just joining like different local communities and online community spaces and just trying to get out of my own bubble and try to be where my ideal clients are and try to hone in more on what they need and what they're listening to and what they're interested in so that I'm able to position myself, you know, better and kind of answer the questions that they have. And I am an introvert, so I prefer, you know, one-on-one conversations. I've been doing a lot of coffee type chats and like guest blogging is something that I have been trying to do more and pitching to different publications. So I feel like for me, that's the best thing that I can do to conserve my energy and it feels more natural to me. Oh my gosh, there's a couple of things in there that I want to dive into a little bit more. Tell me about, actually, that was one of the questions, and I think that's come up a lot. It's, and I think it's really interesting because a lot of us can relate. Like, how you're, you said that you're an introvert. So, how does your personality then really uh, impact the direction that you do in your business? Like, how you approach things? And, and on the flip side of that, how do you help clients? when they have like quieter personalities as well, because I think that's interesting. Well, it is interesting because most of the copywriters or entrepreneurs that I, at least that I've been following, that I've learned from have been more of these bolder personalities where these more cheerful personalities and I and more down to earth. So it's been kind of really hard to figure out like where I fit in in the entrepreneurial world. Um, So I think that for me, what's helped is just showing like, you know, tiny bits of me, tiny bits of my personality in every piece of copy that I write in social media, showing up more on live, but doing so intentionally doing so when I have something to actually say. I'm not one to have like a lot of hot takes or differing opinions, I guess. And that's what seems to be the content that I feel like gets prioritized on Instagram. But yes, for me, like it just goes back to focusing on my ideal audience and having conversations with them in the DMs and through comments and finding ways to still appeal to them while being Mm -hmm. myself. And I would suggest for my clients is just to kind of try everything and see what feels good for you, what feels like something that your energy can handle and what you like to do and, you know, where your ideal clients are and, eventually the hope is that you'll be able to show your personality find your people and yes even if it's not people you don't have like 10,000 followers or anything you still have you know one or two people who are consistently interacting with you and try to focus on those people and their problems and their needs 
Yes. And I think more people can resonate with this than, than we think. I have a lot in common with you in how you feel. And it's funny because some people, they're like, well, I, you know, I was always told to be quiet and quiet down because I was too loud. And, and I feel like for me, that's why I started this podcast is that I feel like my voice isn't loud enough. So I want to be able to have a platform to share my opinions, my thoughts, my expertise. And I think it's important that as an entrepreneur, we figure out which platform it does feel comfortable so that we don't get burnt out and exhausted. Because showing up for lives, doing all the things, it's exhausting. I'm kind of one of those people that I love to socialize, but then I might disappear because I need to get away. So I'm comfortable in socializing for a little bit, and then I just need that break and that time away. Yeah, there's blogging, there's YouTube, there's videos, and then there's audio form, right? So you're, you've really kind of settled into the blog format or writing format, I should say. And can you talk a little bit more about how guest blogging can really be used in a business to amplify what you do and cross promote kind of thing? Like, how do you help? How do you use it in your business? And how do, how do you help? So guest blogging is really powerful for SEO purposes. That's to find your your business on Google. So SEO is search stands for search engine optimization, and that's what gets your website to be shown to more people. So when you guest blog and you talk about things that your ideal client would be interested in in different platforms and magazines, you're you know, it's like a form of PR where you're introducing your expertise to people. You get a link back to your website and then people find out more about you. So I really want people to know not to underestimate guest blogging. And this is something that I do for my own clients is that I ghostwrite blogs on their behalf so that they can appear in publications where their ideal clients might take that off their plate. And I do so for myself. And I already like writing and I'm already blogging, you know, for my own website. So for me, it's just like an extra, extra step, but not like, you know, like a burden. It's something that I enjoy to do because I'm positioning myself a different way. I'm talking about copywriting or brand messaging or just business or mental health and business in a way that maybe it wouldn't make sense for my blog, but for other publications, it would make sense. And I feel like it's another way to show my personality and to put myself out there and to introduce myself to people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of great power in, well, SEO, obviously, in those backlinks too, because I don't think people realize, you know, when you can cross promote. I, I always call it, kind of call it cross promoting, but I don't know if that's the right term, but, you know, being able to support who you're blogging for and then having them come back to your site as well as theirs. I think that there's really great power in a, everything that you really said, because blogging is, it's an art form that uh, can be used really powerfully to support your business and to, and, and that PR piece too, because we're all looking at building our networks and growing and having people kind of find us right in a in organic uh, way. And I think that blogging is one of those powerful platforms that can be used that way. So that's super cool that you do that. 
is there like how does someone even start in this world of blogging because i feel like blogging can feel a little intimidating you know outside of you doing the work for your clients is there any tips or tricks that you can give listeners to start dabbling in the world of blogging yeah so blogging definitely isn't dead i think a lot of people think that no one blogs anymore. And blogging is very different than it was 10 years ago. Google prioritizes information that's valuable to people. And so when I first started blogging, I was actually in middle school. So I treated my blog being more like a digital diary. And now I don't know if that would work so well, but I guess adapt that same mindset where I'm talking to a past version of myself that maybe didn't know an aspect of copywriting, for example, and how would I explain it to her? And I would really challenge people to just use your blog as a way to talk to people who maybe doesn't really understand what you're doing. Like, how would you explain what you do and write about it in a blog format? Or write about any topic that interests you. I started guest blogging for mental health topics because that's what I was interested in and that really helped me prepare to blog for my business and stuff. So it doesn't necessarily have to be for your business. You can start, you know, blogging for a cooking website or whatever it is that you enjoy to do. And that's how I bring that perspective of you're you're sharing like those curated moments of yourself. Yeah, no, I really, I really like that. And I think is there ways to promote your blog outside of your website? Like, how do you help promote and get more eyes on on your material? Pinterest. Pinterest yeah, you're still lives. using Pinterest? That's good yeah, to hear. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Pinterest yeah. won't sleep on Pinterest because it's basically like, we would call, you know, Google like the king of search engines. And I would say Pinterest is the queen. Pinterest is really great because... It's image-based, so if you add a few images to your blog, it gets you can connect that to Pinterest, and that's how you bring traffic back to your blog. But people still use Pinterest beyond cooking, and I think people think it's mostly for cooking or interior decorating, but I worked in education. I used Pinterest a lot. I still use Pinterest to this day, um, and... Sometimes I get the algorithm will show me things that I wasn't necessarily looking for, but I'm like, well, I do need this. This is very strategically placed right now. So I would say learn how to use Pinterest and cross promote that way. Um, And yeah, of course, just telling people about your blog. You can link to your blog and LinkedIn. You can promote it on Instagram, you know, share in Facebook groups. I've learned about a lot of people through Facebook group blogs, and that's how I kind of got started in finding mentors, actually. Oh, so cool. Okay. And then what about guest blogging? Where do you even start with that? Like how, if I wanted to start a guest blog for myself, do I look for, is it how you approach, like I would assume similar to guest pitching for podcasting or? Exactly. Yeah. So if there is a, website that you always read and you enjoy going there like 
say like you could guest blog for Oprah magazine, right? And you could talk about being an entrepreneur during the age of COVID and you can just pitch whoever the editor is. You would search Oprah magazine masthead, try to find the editor and say, hey, I have a really good idea. I feel like you haven't talked about this in your online publication. Um, can I pitch this idea to you? And you could send them your post for them to include. And sometimes you don't hear back from people, but it's a numbers game, really. You just will keep trying and maybe you'll write something different and maybe they pick that up. So yeah, you just keep going at it. So cool. Well, that's a great way to approach it because now I just totally have all these ideas in my hand about because I know how to help others guest pitch. So this totally makes sense. And I don't see why I wouldn't be able to use this as far as like creating a blog out of a podcast episode and then or thinking about different ways that I could support but it would have to make sense for what that issue was all about kind of like who their listeners are as well like what are you how are you supporting and helping them why would they care right that's so cool I'm going to let you in on a little secret, private audio feeds. This means you can take the audio from content you've already created and share it with your paying customers. With Hello Audio, you can create private audio feeds in minutes. Check out the show notes for the link or go to helloaudio.fm for more information. Okay, so... Words to Live By was born. Tell me a little bit about like why you wanted to become an entrepreneur and and why this area of copywriting, because I think it's pretty powerful. I love I love your title of your business. Yeah, so I started thinking about freelancing in the middle of the pandemic, which I think I'm realizing a lot of people have started their businesses in the middle of the pandemic. I was working as a social worker with kids. I really enjoyed working there, but I didn't necessarily like the bureaucracy and the red tape, and I would get very frustrated with the system. So I was looking for really a side gig I can do, and I've always loved writing. So I figured if there's a way for me to get paid to write, then I would look into it. So, um, you know, I Googled, I think that's exactly what I Googled. Is there a way for me to get paid to write? And I learned about blogging, but I also learned about copywriting. And copywriting is different than content writing, which would be blogging. Copy is more about persuading people to take an action. And when I think of copywriting, I think at first I had this like idea of sleazy like sales people like trying to trick people into buying things that they don't need. But for me, I was able to see that there were copywriters on a smaller scale who were working with small business owners and entrepreneurs, which is something that I love. And I really like working with passionate people. So I figured that's something that I could do is be a copywriter for those entrepreneurs who 
need help in accentuating their voice and telling their stories. So that's kind of how I fell into it. I love that. And I love that uh, entrepreneurship allows you the flexibility to work with the people that you so choose to want to work with too, right? Like, you know, it's not you have to do or work on this specific project. You get to choose just as much as the client does to work with us. So I think that's amazing. Tell me a little bit about your new email marketing, like the process of launching new services. Like, tell me a little bit more about what you've just uh Oh, so I just launched a freebie, which I have titled 52 Email and Lead Magnet Ideas. So this is a way to get people to get onto your email list, right? We have freebies. Those are usually like the pop-ups you see on websites. Say you're shopping at like a store, maybe they'll offer you a coupon if you enter your email in or if you... Enter your email and you get a guide for wedding planning or something like that. You know, that's what a freebie is. And that's how you get people onto your email list. And that's just another way to have those one-on-one conversations to kind of show a different side of your brand and a different side of yourself. And I noticed a lot of people had questions about email marketing, so I figured I'd make this freebie about email marketing and lead magnets and promote it so that people can get started on their email marketing too. Absolutely. Email marketing is a really important have as an entrepreneur in our business, and I think mine started off really well and now it's been on hiatus for a while so I need to revisit it and re-engage my audience too but it's one of those things that's just we have to keep you know kind of putting time and energy into that part and I think that will be a really good service to offer others for sure I'll have to check that out absolutely so what is your favorite part about that you've kind of, you know, dabbled in this world of entrepreneurship and you're in uh, specifically copywriting. What is your favorite part about what you do right now? I would say just helping people discover what they want their brand to be. So I have my brand messaging package, which talks about finding your brand's voice and tone and your mission and values. And I like doing that kind of deep inner work. It kind of reminds me of back when I was working in the social work field when you would talk to people about their goals and do vision planning and stuff. So I think that's why I really, that's like one of my favorite projects to do. And, you know, further exploring that in website copy. Yeah, I think that one, having having a one-on-one strategy to really build out a foundation of really anything that we work on is so key to being able to set them up for success, right? Because if we don't have all that research piece done, then how do you move forward and how do you help them be successful? So I think that's probably one of my favorite parts as well. So that's really cool. So what is different? Tell us a little bit about what is different between brand messaging and copywriting. Okay, so the way I can best describe this is kind of using an analogy. So when you read a book, right, every book has a message, but the book won't just flat out tell us the message because then it wouldn't be a book. There's a story, there's a narrative, there's plot. So that plot is, and that story, 
would be similar to copywriting. It's taking you to the journey to discover the brand's message, what your brand is really trying to convey, like what's important to your brand. So I'm helping to find your brand's message to position yourself in a way for people to be receptive to your brand's message and then copy just executes that that story of your message. And how do you know if you're being successful? Like I related to like podcast, everything relates to podcasting for me. So if I'm thinking about podcasting and I think about content, we look at episodes for a client, like the number of downloads. How do you know if like the copywriting that or the content that you are delivering and the messages are actually being reciprocated to the audience that you want it to be? Like, how do you, is there any way, like any data that can show that or help support the work that you're doing, I guess? There are different tools you can use to see where people are stopping and reading your website. These are called HodgeRs. But I would say the most important piece is actually beforehand, you know, just making sure to get a lot of that research. A lot of copywriting is actually research. So we do Mm -hmm. a lot of research before actually writing. A lot of testing to see what resonates with certain audiences. And this also goes beyond just, again, having those conversations with your ideal audience. And you you can create a poll on Instagram and say, hey, like, what wording do you think is best? You know, even that can be research, but a lot of it is just testing, going back to previous clients that you've worked with and just studying your ideal client really well. It all goes back to knowing your, who you're speaking to, really. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so much good stuff there. I mean, yeah, you can kind of see if people are staying on your pages, on your site a little bit longer, if conversations are increasing, like you said, in the DMs, or if you're just getting like some really good feedback from, from clients that are saying, hey, like whatever you're doing, keep doing that because that totally makes sense and it's relevant. What lies in the future for Adina? And, and your business? Is there a, a special project that you're working on or something that you want to expand on? Or do you kind of want to, are you kind of sitting in the sweet spot right now where you're just, you're, you're content with where you are? I'm, I'm, I am content with where I am right now, but I am kind of toying with some new service ideas. I want to be able to offer like some packages that are more focused on SEO or they're fo- more focused on maybe creating your own brand message and creating your own copy and just kind of making that accessible if you're maybe a newer business owner. So I'm testing out a lot of different ideas right now. Well, I think that's the beauty of what we do. It's it's a constant like kind of evolution of where we are and where we're going, right? And and the only way to try or to to see is to start. And I think like even at the beginning of our conversation, how you said that you tend to be quieter, but you are pushing yourself to do all these different things. And I think that's the only way we get better and more comfortable in doing them. So I totally appreciate you and your time. Before we go, I'm going to give you a few rapid fire questions that are just for fun and not like super in-depth. But I want to, I is there anything else that I missed before we go that you really wanted to touch on or and how do people uh, find you, Dina? 
Okay, yeah, you can find me on my website, www.wordstolivebywriting.com, and Instagram, which is also Words to Live by Writing. And I'm also on LinkedIn a little bit. I'm on Pinterest, same handle, Words to Live by Writing. Okay, I'll have those all in the show notes. And is there anything else I missed that you'd like to touch on, or did we capture a good chunk of it? I think that we covered everything that yeah okay good good right on okay so these are just really super fun nothing too serious what is some great advice that your parents gave you growing up not my parent but parents but my grandfather once said to always be working on your potential so i think it's hard for us to to get out of the I think it's good for us to stay in the present but I think it's also hard to see that things will change sometimes especially for me I think that it sometimes you know it feels stagnant and you're not sure if things are moving along the way that they should be or what whatever but to always just look at you know like what do you you want to be and like how are you going to get there and what are what are the potential opportunities that are out there for you you know what can you do to get better maybe it's pushing yourself to go on a podcast or you know uh challenging yourself to interact with people in like local networking groups so yes i love that i think that's so powerful and i think and businesses for anyone if you're willing to bet on yourself and believe in yourself a little bit right and it's not just a little bit it's a lot yeah <laughs> to believe in yourself a lot i should say but that's that's great advice is there a book that you are reading or a podcast that you're listening to that's really made an impact in your life or your life just personally and per, like for self-development that has really hit the mark lately or I just finished reading this book called Grit by Angela Duckworth, and it's all about passion and persistence and resilience and, you know, how to, how to be resilient, really, in the intersection of passion and discipline, hard work. And I just, I love reading psychology books and self-development mm-hmm. books, and I found That's that to be really helpful because... I saw some qualities in myself and in other people. And um, I think we think our personality is set in stone, but it really showed me that anyone can change for the, for the better and going back to like potential and, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, like you said, willing to bet on yourself, you know, you can do it if you take the steps that need to be taken and, Find people who support you, find mentors, and yeah, you can move along. Yes, absolutely. You stay creative because copywriting to me is such a creative outlet. Like, how do you not get burnt out and how do you stay stay sharp? Well, I did get a little burnt out earlier in the year, and I learned that I have to kind of focus more on my priorities. There is this this tool called the Eisenhower Matrix where you are set to focus on three important things for the day. And those are the th- three things that 
you just focus on for the day. And so that's been really helpful for me and getting things done. I think that I have to get everything done and I'm always jumping all over the place, but having that to kind of bring me back in to just focus on what are the priorities that need more attention. And that's been really helpful and time blocking. And yeah, like I would say those two have been really helpful for me. So setting kind of three priorities for your day and time blocking. I tried time blocking once and it didn't work, but I think the three priorities would absolutely work. And maybe time blocking just in a different way. Maybe I approached it. I kind of dive into things and I go all in and then it's just overwhelming. But maybe if I just time block time for just Kim to just have breaks in my week, that might work better. And then the top three totally makes sense. On a personal note, we just moved. And I'm approaching unboxing like I have approached my business. I have just realized that I'm doing the same for both. And so sometimes I'll get like into work and I'm just like, oh, I start with this project. I do a little editing and then I and then I jump over to this because it needs to be kind of polished up and done. And so like before I know it, I've really not completed one project, but I've worked a little bit on everything. And that's how I'm unpacking boxes. And it's yeah. I'm not sure that's the right way to do things, but I think I think setting those three priorities really would be helpful for a lot of us. Because I'll yeah, we would. Method. Yes. Oh yeah, that one too. Yes. I think I need to do that as well. It's just, it's a lot, right? Business is a lot. And I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get as much done as we can in a week or in a day. And a lot of us are still solopreneurs. You know, we don't have big teams to hand off this and that project. Maybe someday if that's what we, if that's how we want to operate our business. But right now, I think a lot of us can relate to the pressures of trying to get as much done as possible. So I appreciate, I appreciate that advice. I think that's really, really helpful. Thank you so much for your time. This was such a great conversation. We'll have to absolutely stay connected. And I hope those that are listening to the podcast will reach out because I think a lot of us need some support and help in the copywriting field. And specifically, I think blogging is something that a lot of us should maybe dust off and put back into action if we haven't, because any one of us can absolutely use that in helping build our business and brands. So thank you for this. That was great. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.